Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. My father, Earl Roberts, laid hands on more people than anyone who's ever been in the ministry. It's estimated that he prayed for, by laying on of hands, more than 2 million people individually in his lifetime. I mean, he laid his hands on more than 2 million people individually and prayed for their healing, and there were many, many miracles. I witnessed so many of them. All the way back to my early childhood, I remember watching miracles. And I always sat on the edge of my seat in his services because you never knew when someone blind was going to be healed or someone deaf was going to throw away their hearing aids or someone with a cancer would be healed or someone in a wheelchair or crippled or on crutches would be, would be healed and, and come out of the wheelchair or throw their crutches away and start walking. It, it was so exciting as a child to watch that, not having any idea that the day would come when I would be in the healing ministry. And oftentimes my father would bring me up on the platform and have me stand next to him, even when I was a child, and say, now, Richard, you pray for them. And I didn't know what to do except do what my daddy asked me to do, to pray for them. I didn't realize that that was, that was my father schooling me, helping me to learn about the healing ministry. I love the healing ministry probably more than anything else uh, on the earth. I love to pray for the needs of people because I believe that Jesus is a healing Jesus. Of course, as I've said before, not only was I trained by my father, but also I was trained by others who spoke into my life. One person was Catherine Kuhlman. And many of you know who Catherine Kuhlman was. There, I'm sure there are those who've never heard of Catherine Kuhlman, but she was a tremendously anointed woman of God. And I traveled with her for several years in the early 70s when I was in my early 20s. And God taught me a great deal about the gifts of the Spirit through Catherine Kuhlman. I was on her television program many times. She did her programs in Hollywood at CBS, and I was in many of her services. I was not praying for the sick in those days. I was just singing, but still I was there being exposed to that. I also was trained by Kenneth Hagan, who spoke into my life, and Kenneth Copeland, who spoke into my life, and Pastor John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father, who spoke into my life, as well as a number of others who spoke into my life in those early years. And I thank God for all of that work together for good in my life. And I was thinking about this podcast, uh, thinking about some of the things that my father taught me that might be appropriate for me to talk about for a few moments' time. Um, And there are so many things. Let me just take a few things that my father poured into me. One of the things he poured into me was, son, you have to be a person who forgives. My wife, Lindsay, often says, Unforgiveness is just like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. (laughs) Unforgiveness won't hurt that person, but it'll kill you. (laughs) Jesus said, if you don't forgive, neither will I forgive you. Well, one of the hardest things for we humans to do is to forgive. We hold grudges. we, uh, we, We get angry. We get bitter. And I think sometimes that causes sickness and disease right there. When we get angry, when we get bitter. But uh, he taught us to forgive. And I think one of the great things I've learned in my life is how to let people go, how to forgive them. You say, well, Richard, somebody has done this or done that to me, and I don't want to forgive them. Well, I understand that feeling. Or you may say, well, they don't deserve forgiveness. Well, you're probably right. But the forgiveness is not for their sake. It's for your sake. What they did was unforgivable. But you're not forgiving the act, you're forgiving them. 
One of the great lessons I learned in my life is how to let someone go to forgive them and give them to God, for only God can handle them. And the reason I know only God can handle them is because if you could handle them, you would have already handled them. <laughs> so I've learned how to forgive, and my father taught me that. I remember once I was facing a real battle. There were so many people that were coming against me. And I I, I, I named three people that, that needed to be taken down a notch or two. <laughs> And I knew some things about them. I knew some things about their life that if I went public with, would destroy them. And I went to my father and I said, I'm going to do this and do this and do this about these three individuals. I'm going to expose what they're doing. And my father looked at me and said, son, put down the sword. I said, what do you mean? He said it again, put down the sword. And he reminded me of the story in the Bible where Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane praying and they came to arrest him. And Peter took out his sword and cut off the ear of the aide of the high priest. Just cut his ear off. And Jesus said, Peter, put down your sword. If you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. And Jesus reached down in the dirt and picked up that bloody ear, put it back on the man's face and healed him. You've got to learn how to let people go. Yes, what they did was wrong. Yes, it hurt you but it's doing more damage for you in you by not letting them go. Maybe they don't deserve forgiveness. They're not worthy of forgiveness. But when you forgive them, it does something for you. And my father taught me that. He also taught me that when you, when you sow seed, when you plant, when you give to God, you have a Bible right to receive a harvest back from him. Now, there are many people, many Christians who don't understand that. They think that they give to God because they owe God something. Well, I want to announce something to you. And this is a major announcement. You don't owe God anything because God paid the price of your debt when he sent his son to the cross. Jesus went to the cross to pay the debt once and for all. So it's no longer a debt you owe, but an opportunity for a seed you can sow. And every time you sow a seed, every time you give an offering, Every time you, you, you sow your tithe or, or however or to whomever you give it, you have a Bible right to believe that God will not only use that for His glory to build His kingdom on earth, but then in turn to multiply it back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now, many people who give, give what I call off the bottom, not off the top. You say, Richard, what are you talking about? Give off the bottom, not off the top. Well. When I was a little boy, we lived on a farm outside of Tulsa. We had about 300 acres. We had some horses and we had some cattle. We had a few chickens and we had a, a nice little three-acre lake that I loved to fish in as a boy. And uh, my dad used to ride horses and I'd sit behind him and hold on to his belt. He'd ride and I'd, I'd hold on for dear life. And we had a wonderful time in those early years in the 1950s on that farm. And it was a place for my dad to kind of get away from the pressure and the stress that he was under. And it was, it was, it was a great life. We also had an old milk cow. And once in a while, they would let me milk the cow. Now, in those days, there was no automation. You had to get on a stool and get underneath the cow and grab hold of the udders and, and pull them until the milk came out. <laughs> it's the old-fashioned way of milking. And once in a while, they'd let me do it. And uh, so I'd get into that cow and I'd take hold of those udders and I would pull and the milk would come out and uh, I'd fill a pail of milk. And then we'd take that raw milk and put it in the barn refrigerator and let it sit overnight. And the next morning, uh, 
my mother and I would come down to the barn. I'd have my little red wagon with me. I had a little red wagon. I pulled wherever I went. And we'd put that milk in that container in my wagon, and we'd haul it back to the house. And my mother would take that container, and she'd put it up on the counter in the kitchen. And I would get up and sit next to it on the counter. And she would say, look, son, the cream has risen to the top. And I would look, and I would see the cream on the top. And she would say, son, that's the best. The best part of the milk is the cream. And she would say, that's what I'm going to use for pies and things like that, whipped cream. And, and she would say, son, when you give to God, don't reach down in the bottom and give out of the milk. Give out of the cream. Give of the best you have, because that's what God did. He gave his best. He didn't give an angel. He gave his son. He only had one son, and he gave him. So when you give to God, don't give something that you're not going to miss. Give something that means something to you. Because if it means nothing to you, it will mean nothing to God. And that's what happened with Cain and Abel. If you study in the Bible in Genesis, Abel gave his offering first. He gave his best, and God received it. Cain gave his offering when he got around to it. He gave something that meant nothing to him, and because it meant nothing to him, it meant nothing to God, and God rejected it. So my father taught me when you give to God, give your best. Don't give your worst. Don't give something you, you'll miss, you won't miss. Don't, don't give him a handout, you know. Give your best, and then ask him for his best. Then my father taught me that Jesus is a healing Jesus and that he took 39 stripes on his back for you and for me to be healed in every area of our lives, and that it's his greatest wish for us to have healing. And I think that's the scripture that this ministry was built upon. My father believed that it was God's will for people to be well, that God did not intend for people to be sick, that Satan's greatest wish was for you to die and for you to be stolen from and killed and, and destroyed. But Jesus' greatest wish that you would be that you had life and have it everlasting and eternal. That's how this ministry was built, built on the saving, healing, delivering power of God. And wherever I go, I see people healed. I was just recently out in California preaching for three days, and we saw lots and lots of miracle healings. People came forward and give testi gave testimonies of the healing power of God when I prayed. And that happens wherever I go, but not because of me. It happens because of God. But the good news is I'm hooked up to him. Then my father taught me about the power of the Holy Spirit. He taught me that. When I gave my heart to the Lord, which I did at 19, the Holy Spirit came in and took up residence in my life. That he's been in me all these years, and I, with an act of my faith, can touch in or tune in, I might say, to his healing prayer. If you study the Bible in Romans, you'll find that the Holy Spirit inside of every believer is interceding. He's praying seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And you and I can tap in to that healing prayer. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Couldn't get the word tap to come out of my mouth. We can tap in to the Holy Spirit's prayer, and we can pray in tongues like the Apostle Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 14. We can pray in tongues, and then we can stop and pray in our own language and get ideas and insights and new concepts and new and innovative ways of doing things like never before. And that's how I live my life. I learned that from my father. It came from the Bible, but I learned it from my father. I learned how to pray in tongues and then stop and pray in English, and then get direction from God. I don't do it because I'm better than anybody else. 
I don't wear it as a badge on my sleeve saying, hey, look at me. I pray in tongues. No, no, no. I do it because I need help. (laughs) I need to know what to pray for. And by praying in tongues and then stopping and praying in English, suddenly I know what to do. I know where to go, and I know what to do when I get there. That's why I say the Holy Spirit is my teacher and my guide. These things have shaped my life. And there are just a few of the things. I could list a hundred more. But these are some of the things that have shaped my life. People often ask me, what are the secrets of your life? And these are some of the secrets of my life, of how I live my life. And I pray that these things are a blessing to you. And I promise you, according to the Word of God, I promise you, if you'll do what I do, you'll begin to see great things happen in your life. Now, in the authority of the name of Jesus, I pray over you today. I rebuke every sickness and disease. I command Satan to take his hands off of your life. I bind it in Jesus' name and pray for healing, healing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Satan, you loose your grip in the name of Jesus. And I send the word to you today through this podcast for healing in every area of your life, in your mind, in your body, in your family, in your finances, in your emotions, in your business, your job, your ministry, your marriage, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, I say, be healed in Jesus' name. And I send that word to you today. And I'm expecting miracles. Amen and amen. Remember, you can always contact the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777. Over the years, we've received almost 30 million telephone calls for prayer. That's 918-495-7777. Or contact me online, richardroberts.org slash prayer. There's a place for you to send your prayer request. All the prayer requests that come into our ministry are prayed for by our prayer partners, and then they are brought to me so that I can hold each name and each need in my hands and pray and believe God for a miracle. And remember... A few weeks ago, we launched the new Healing Network. Seven days a week, 24-hour-a-day healing online. Go to the App Store online and download the Healing Network app. You can get that network seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's been a dream and vision of my wife for years, and we've finally done it. I'm so excited about it. And as a matter of fact, on Thursdays, I'm doing a live 30-minute program on the network. It's at noon Eastern time. 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Western Time, and it's live. And I'm very excited about this next Thursday's program. So I hope you'll download it and watch it. God richly bless you. I'll see you next time right here from the Expect a Miracle podcast. Bye-bye for now. We have just launched the Healing Network. It's all healing all the time. This new 24-hour network is your place for live healing prayer and anointed messages as well as the classic and timeless sermons of Oral Roberts. And we have new original programs coming soon. Available online or on demand, just look for The Healing Network on your favorite app. For more information, go to richardroberts.org slash The Healing Network.